there, everybody. Welcome to your official Chris and Christine show bonus episode. It's a bonus. Woo-hoo. The bonus round. We haven't done one of these in a long time. I know, but we had such a great occasion to celebrate, and it's not going to be a short bonus episode. It's like a full length. It is? Yep. Wow, I better clear my schedule then. Yes, sir, you do. Well, thank you for listening to this official bonus episode. And today on this bonus round, we are going to share with you all the fun details of the first annual, first ever family vacation. Family road trip vacation, road trip 2020. Yep. We put some miles on Ruby Red, Ruby Ride, and broker in your new car. My new car. Christine's brand new 2020 Ford Explorer, Ruby Red color named Ruby. Yep. We named her Ruby. Big enough for everybody to fit in with luggage. It was tight, though, because we did have what? Myself, Christine, Jacob, Mason and Ezekiel all in the car with all of our luggage for an entire week. Yeah, well, I think it was five days total. We took off on Sunday. We returned on Thursday. Uh, But we are going to share all of the ups and downs, all of the fun and everything that we did. And I first would like to say that we know that not everybody's in a position to take a long family vacation, but we were very economical with this trip, and we're going to share some of those tips along the way as we tell Ooh, you about the fun. That is great. Yep. So as we record this right now, today happens to be Saturday. Yep. And it is the last weekend of our family, well, actually of our both of ours, vacation. Right. Until November when we go to Hawaii. Right. Well, actually, I think I have a vacation October booked. Yeah, just a couple days, I think. No, I have a full week, I believe, booked in October. I think I do. I'm pretty sure I do. I have to look and double check. Okay. But this week, I always take a week off in July because I know for a fact that the kids are always off in the month of July. I'm not sure about June because I know in June they they got some school. And I know in August, towards the tail end of August, they got some school. But for, for July, I know July is always available to book vacation and because um some other drivers at work that have more seniority than i do they always put they pick the week of fourth uh, of july right so or around that so i take whatever week is available in july which happens to be this week right and i typically take a couple of weeks during the summer because i get a limited number of recess days that's what we call them they're not vacation days they're non-duty days um so the way that it works for me is i'm contracted for a certain number of days and then those days that I don't work, um, I mean, our, our pay gets divided between 12 months. So it's not technically vacation. They just call them off-duty days. But you're off from work. So you off get time of work. off. Time off. Right. Yeah. So um, I scheduled mine around Chris's and also went around the time when we knew that Ezekiel would be with us. And so Zeke went home today to his dad. He's been with us for a full month, which was... Super fun to have all of the boys together. I love it. I love having the crazy house, even though they drive me absolutely batty sometimes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Three boys in the house. But uh, last Sunday, so Sunday, almost a week ago, we set out on our adventure of a lifetime. And so we kicked it off with everybody hopping into Ruby Ride. What time did we leave on Sunday? Do you remember? Well, we were supposed to leave at 9 a.m., and what time did we actually leave? 10 o'clock. Well, it's only an hour off. No big deal. Yeah. Things were getting forgotten. You know, if you don't know this about Chris, he gets super edgy when it's time to get ready to go what? on a vacation. What are we talking about? Yeah. Well, it's because I packed my bag like super late. 
Is that what it is? Like I pack at the very last minute. Like- yeah, you know, and it, I talked with him about it all week long because I had the kids and I, everything was stacked and in the downstairs ready to go. And I said to Chris, like, we're going to be ready to go by 9 a.m. And the kids and I are going to be ready to go. You haven't packed. Are you sure you don't want to do it? No, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care so, of later. So I started off. The kids were so excited they could barely sleep. So they woke up early and the little ones forgot a few things over at their mom's house. And so what I did is... Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, while Chris was getting ready, you know, having his morning routine, packed the kids up in the car, drove them over. I picked them up Starbucks because they really wanted Starbucks. And we went and got their Lego cases to take on the trip with us. Right. So the kids and everybody packed up. So by the time 10 o'clock came around, we were really rolling out. But before we did that, we made a side trip up to another part of town because Christine bought... A few more, what was it? Uh, masks. Well, yeah, face masks. Well, I got these customs face masks. So shout out to Eru Custom. So it's E-R-O-O Custom. You can find him on Instagram. And he makes these great masks. They have a built-in little metal nose, nose bridge, but they have a 3D design so they don't suck to your face. And so when you're they, breathing, you don't right. like you're not constantly like rubbing your mouth against the cl- the fabric. It's a little bit of a gap to it, right? Kind of like the way the, those big like carpenter uh, masks, like those big like uh, construction masks people wear. You know, kinda yeah. Like ones. So I had found him on Instagram. A friend of a friend had posted about loving hers, and so I got mine. Um, but there was a different design I wanted, so picked those up right before we left town from Poway. And then we were setting out on the road, right, Chris? Heading north to fabulous Las Vegas. Yep. That was the first stop on our trip. For our first... Oh, before we get there, we were getting kind of hungry. <laughs> so we pulled over to the famous... Um, I, I think it's kind of... Like, is it the halfway point? I think it's the halfway point to no, Vegas. No, but, but it was even before that. So on our way to go get the masks, we're getting off the freeway, driving to go get the masks. Chris happens to see off to the right-hand side... Krispy Kreme donuts. That's right. Krispy Kreme donuts. And they all closed down. Well, most of them closed down around town. So when I see a new Krispy Kreme donut shop, not, you know, I'm like super excited because I haven't had those in years. Yep. I said, Christine, we got to hit that place up on the way out of here. So as soon as we left, got the mask, we headed back to the freeway. We whipped in the drive through got some donuts, and they were amazing. Thank were you. They, were they amazing, Chris? They were fantastically <laughs> amazing. He opens the he opens the box and uh, was supposed to have a cream filled one, but they changed the way that they look. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Yeah, they changed the way the cream filled donuts looked, and so Chris opens it up and he's like, "This isn't what we ordered. This isn't what we ordered." And so I like pull over the car, pull in the parking lot, and I'm like, "Chris, it's the one that has the cream drizzle on top of it." And he's like, "No." This isn't, this is not the cream. It's not the Krispy Kreme that I know of. And I was like, no one loves. well, they're only open through the drive-thru and it's really long. He's like, we're not going back through. Forget it. Forget it. Everybody else, you have your donuts. I'll I'm just like, eat whatever. I mean, I'll eat whatever. But it was, it was the thing. I didn't know this, but the Krispy Kreme, the original cream filled, it used to be look like a, like a cream filled, like a, like, like a, a disc, like a disc jelly filled, like a, you know, right, like, like a jelly filled, like right? a solid donut. Like, right. Right. That's what it used to look like. like a little bubble. Mm-hmm. Now. Somehow. It looks like a regular glazed donut. Right. A regular circle donut with, with a, hole a hole in the middle. Hole in the middle. But inside the actual part when you eat, there's cream inside. But not a, not as much cream. Maybe. Right. It didn't like know. it. You like it when it's like gushy. It, tasted, it was good. It tasted okay, good. great. It was fantastic. fantastic. So we hit the road, head to Vegas. Before we get to Vegas, we're getting hungry. So yep. we find a place to eat. And the problem is now in California, you cannot go inside. So every single drive through was an impossible, and I mean impossible, line to get through. Well, you 
at the time you could eat inside, but you had to have social distancing. They preferred no, takeout. not not Saturday. Sunday you couldn't, right? Yeah, the the rules didn't change again until. Oh wait, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because yes, I don't know. It's so I'm back always and forth. right. It's so Thank back you, and forth I'm in California. Right. Yeah. It's so back and forth. It's in a California. yo-yo with the rules around here in California. Right. Nobody really knows what's going on. Right. But. So the drive-ins were packed, and so we found this short one, and it was at oh, a place short. Called- Fat burger, but it yeah, it was short. But but really, <laughs> we get there and the lady says we pull into the drive-through. Yeah, we pull in the drive-through and the lady says it's going to be a thirty-minute wait. Um, she goes, it's going to be a thirty-minute wait for your food. Is that okay? I go, no. So Christine decides to like, oh, I'm just going to pull forward, right? But then she realized everybody <laughs> in front of her is still stopped waiting for thirty minutes for their food, right? So I said, Christine, we're we're going to go through this drive-through and not order anything <laughs> for thirty minutes. Are you nuts? So I pulled back to the the drive-through window, and the kids are hungry. Chris is hungry. We're like on the border of being hangry. And I'm like, fine, we're just going to order this food. So I had to like back up, but somebody had already kind of edged up behind me. Luckily, they backed up, placed our order, and we proceeded to wait in the drive-thru for 30 minutes. Right, Chris? Oh, yeah. 30 minutes in the drive-thru. Then once we got the food, we got on the road, and we headed to Vegas. And I don't know if we stopped for gas at that point. I don't think we did. I think we made it all the no, way there. No, we went straight through. Straight through, all the way to Vegas. One tank. We stayed at the fabulous Caesars Palace. Yep. So we get into Vegas, we get off the, onto the Strip, which is weird because we get onto the Strip, and I noticed something. It was not as busy. It was like empty. Well, Very I would, few I would, people. You know, I wouldn't say it was quite empty, but it was definitely a lot less people because we were just cruising down the strip. It was not normal stop and go like right. it usually is. It was kind of just cruising to the next light, got a green light, cruise to the next light, no big deal. And we get in, we had to figure out where to park. Right. Because that was the thing. They don't do uh, a valet anymore. Well, they did valet, but their front valet was full. So then they directed us around to the back. So then we have to like go all the way around right. to the Coliseum and we had to like navigate around. And so they take our stuff. They empty out the car and they say they'll take it up to the room. And then we proceed to go through check in um, the casino and we're walking through and there's people, you know, everybody's wearing their masks for the most part. And then we get ready to go into the hotel check-in line. And there's this metal detector looking right, thing. Right. It looked like we're at the airport. Right. It looked like a metal detector, but it was a temperature gauge. and of some so, sort. I don't know what it was. But so they you check- had to like stand like five or ten feet away from it. And it checks your temperature. But then for the little ones, they have to use the temperature gun before you could even go to the check-in counter to get your room. But but if you remember, though, that was only for people staying at the hotel, which was weird because lots of people, you walk into the casino right. and they don't check nothing. Right. You can do whatever you want. And they say mask required. In fact, they actually had a few kiosks handing out free masks, the the, the tempor- temperature, you know, the um, temporary ones. Yeah, the disposable ones. The mm-hmm. disposable ones that you could use. They had those out there and hand sanitizer pumps everywhere you wanted to go. So um, that was fine. But once we checked in, we got to our room. We finally I tried to ask for an upgrade. They did not give us one. I took whatever and then we found. Well, okay, but we were getting ready to check in. And then I was confirming that it was a room with two queen beds plus a couch. And they're like, no, there's no couches in our room. And I said, but it has it on the description. The lady was like, no, none of our rooms have couches. They have uh, chaises. She said they have. They might have a chaise, like a chaise lounge. Oh, right, right, And right. I was like, no, but the description said a, a couch. And I said in the photo, even on the website, and she's like, well, can you show it to us? So then Chris is at the counter trying to go through his emails can't find it and i can't find it in mine but i know that it was there because i would not book a room that would not sleep all five of us comfortably so the lady pulls out a a picture from their picture book and she's like so you see here 
It has the two beds, but only some of our rooms have a chaise. And the picture was of a, a couch. And I'm like, see, even in your picture, it has a couch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's like, well, go check in your room and we'll see if it's yeah, there. Yeah, so well, go to a room and see. Right, you but like the room it. was perfect. Yeah, the room had the couch like we wanted. And pool view. The kids loved it and they freaked out. Oh, yeah. Looking down, say, what floor were we on? Like a 33rd floor? Uh, like, no, that was at the last one. We were on like the 41st floor. Or 61st floor? Or something, 66 or something. It was so, a good view. It had a good view of the pool and everything. It was right down there. But the right. problem was we had, we found out right away, because when you go to your room, the first thing you do is you call for your luggage. Right. So we go grab the phone <laughs> and we're trying to get the thing to work. And, and it, it was, didn't work. It didn't. It, it was a cordless phone in the hotel room and the one in the bathroom also was also a cordless phone and it was not working. And we're picking the battery in and out of that stupid thing. And we're trying to figure out how... And it's like signaling low battery. And it's like, how are we going to get our freaking luggage if the hotel phone won't work? So Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Bang the thing around? So I had to put on my mask, grab the hotel key, go down by the elevator and call for the bags and for them to be brought up. And then by the time the bags get up, it's now 5.15 p.m. And the pool has augmented hours now for extra sanitation. So it closed at 5 p.m. And that's the reason we left so early was to get there to use the pool. And the poor kids, they were like looking at it and it looked so enticing. And we were just wishing. And so the, the guy with the bags came up and he said, oh, no, um, it's open until six tonight, I think. But let me call to make sure. And the kids were getting all excited. And he called. Sure enough, they were closing early at five for whatever, extra Ugh, maintenance or whatever. Horrible. So then we were like, okay, let's make the most of this. Let's figure out what we're going to do for dinner. And then what happened, Chris? For dinner? Yeah. Um, I don't we started remember. hunting for a restaurant. That's right. Yeah. We were looking around everywhere for finding a place to eat. And a lot of places were closed. Yeah. I mean, the food court had like maybe... Normally, they had maybe like 10 I right. think, places, but only maybe like three of them were open. Right. And, and one was pizza, which a pizza or burgers, which we already had in the preceding couple of meals. And the kids were like, we don't really want that. So then we had to venture out. It was 112 degrees. We had to venture out to find something outside of the casino because there was nothing inside. Um, we found one restaurant and we were looking at it, but it was like $30 a plate. And there's five of us. Oh, right. Do and the math is, Do the math on that. Right. Our first dinner of vacation, we're looking at dropping, you know, with tax and tip over 200 bucks. Not going to happen. Right. We're just looking for something simple to eat, you know, because right now, if you don't know, the buffets are all closed. Right. Normally, we would probably go to a buffet or something. Even those get kind of expensive, too, really. But... But those were closed too, and then a lot of the other smaller places were kind of closed, like the like a lot of the quick bite places you would think of. They were closed. So um, so we left the casino and we went across the street to the outside promenade near the Link Hotel. It was in between Link and Flamingo. It's called the Link. I think it's called the Link like Mall or something. Uh-huh. Like it's the Link. It's a spot between Flamingo, the Link, across from Caesar's Palace. And so we walk into this outdoor mall area and it's so hot but we're like toughing it out and, and it's, kids, even, it's even hotter when you gotta wear those stupid masks right and the kids are being champs but they had like security checking when you walked into that area on both sides to make sure you had masks on and so we started to hunt for a restaurant and chris saw margaritaville and he's like perfect we're gonna go to margaritaville right. and we we're like yes kids will have great food we'll have some fantastic margaritas and he walks inside and they tell us that it's gonna be like an hour wait. Oh, man. And it's getting close to 8 o'clock at this point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's getting... Well, it's like 7 already, and we're thinking it's going to get super late. So we walk further down, and I remembered last time I took Zeke to Vegas, there was this Mexican restaurant where he really liked the tacos, 
And so we decided to check in there and they said it was going to be a 30 minute wait. We put in our name and went next door to get a soda from the little bakery next door. And it was like maybe 10, 12 minutes and we got our seat, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Although it was not cheap. I, I, miss him. I mean, most places were not because most of the places that were open for business were super expensive. Right. They were super expensive. And so after dinner, little Mason was about to fall asleep and he just wanted to go back. And so we decided to split up the party because Ezekiel really wanted to go on the big zip line at the link. And I had told him I'd promised him that we could take him. And so Chris took back the littles and got them ready for bed. I don't know if they showered or anything. And I took Zeke. And no, he, they did not. No. And he went up this really tall zip line. I checked him in, went all the way up there and then went down and waited for him for 30 minutes. And it like flies over this outdoor mall and it's really high really really high and he was so excited well there you go that was fun the little the little guys could not do it they didn't weigh enough you have to weigh a certain weight because the uh, you make sure you can make it the pulley pulls you all the way down to the bottom you right. know, get stuck on the thing you know? right <laughs> and there's do? like five people that go at one time on five different lines and so it was pretty fun to watch and he was really excited about that and then he and i walked back over and uh got back to the hotel room <laughs> and uh, we got the kids all to bed and then I decided to go take a bath and I asked Chris to just kind of keep me company in the bathroom and I'm getting out of the bathtub and we're uh, walking back out into the hotel room because, you know, kids go to bed earlier and Chris is like, what's that noise? And I was like, what are you talking about? Nothing. And he's like, no, 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 no. What's that noise? And he like swings open the bathroom door. And what did you find? I don't remember. Tell me. What did you find Ezekiel doing? Oh, he was walking outside. He he was, he, 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 I think he was looking for somebody or looking for us. And he decided to like try to walk outside the hotel room. Right. But when I approached him and I said, Baba, what are you doing? He goes, like, I couldn't understand him. And then I looked at him and I was like, he's sleepwalking. But he had undone this. It, it was a broken deadbolt in the room. Oh, and yeah. Unlocked the door and opened it and was walking out into the hotel hallway at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, sleepwalking in the middle know, of the night. And he doesn't even know what room, is in, what room he's in. Right. And all the rooms look the same. So he doesn't have a key or nothing. So I don't know what he's going to do. But yeah. So, um, uh, but one, didn't Mason also get sick that same evening? Um. Oh, before that. Yeah. Before the bathtub. I thought, um, I thought that's what you were going to say. That Mason, about Mason. You're no, talking about kids earlier. So we got back and Mason was hanging out and getting ready for bed. And then all of a sudden he jumps up and runs into the bathroom and he said he's going to be sick. And I sent Chris in there. And after like two minutes of M Mason puking, Chris was like, I can't take it anymore. Can't nope, take nope. It. I can't. I got to get. Oh, I, I, am, I, I am sensitive to that kind of stuff. So I said, I can't. Mm -hmm. I cannot be there for him to be puke, uh, pukezilla. Poor baby. And he's like, it's okay. I can handle it. And so I was <laughs> oh, in there with him and, you know, got the wet washcloth and I'm wiping off his head. And so finally he felt fine. It was just, um, we think just a little too much sugar. He had a sweet drink at dinner and he'd had a couple of Skittles and typically Jacob and Mason don't eat a lot of sugar at all. And we've been breaking Ezekiel of it too. But Mason specifically, when he eats too much, it does make him sick. And so he was fine. He laid down, he went to sleep. And then I took my bath and I'd bought some bath supplies at the one of the little gift shops. Chris bought me these unicorn bath bombs. And don't forget a unicorn, uh, <laughs> like, like a rubber ducky or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks like a little rubber ducky. Oh, she's holding it right I'm now. Check it, that. Yeah. You can't see this, but I'm looking at it. She's holding it up right now. It's got a little, uh, you know, rainbow around the uh, thing and everything. Yeah, it's super cute. So that's when um, we found Zeke walking out into the hallway. And um, so I led Zeke back to bed. And then I tried to cover him up. And he's like, why are you covering me up? And then he was like awake. 
but he was safe in bed. Because I know my mom has taught me before that when you encounter a sleepwalker, don't wake them up and don't startle them because they can really? get violent. Well, yeah. I, would, I, I would like, snap, snap, let's go. No, nope, you up. just have to like guide them back. Zeke had no recollection of it the next morning. So we had to actually put the chair from like the lounge chair they keep in the hotel room on the door. Yeah, like prop it up underneath so that he couldn't open it. So if he tries to walk that way, he'll trip over that thing and hit his face. But anyway. uh, (laughs) No, he he would have to it would he would have to mess with it enough that he would get discouraged and go back to bed. So uh, anyways, we slept uh, kind of slept that night and then woke up the next morning early so to, we could feed the kids and, and get them to the pool. That's right. Did we feed the kids? Uh, what did we feed them for breakfast? I don't remember. We went to this restaurant and it was called the Cafe Americano. And right, it, was it was right, right, near, the, right the, near the entrance. Yeah, right by the lobby where that famous fountain is in the very lobby of Caesar's Palace. There's a little restaurant right next to that. Right. And that is where we had breakfast. Yep. And we had a great breakfast and it cost a great amount of money. It did. It <laughs> and did. Just as much as dinner. You know, food is probably the most expensive thing we spent on this entire trip right. if we think about it. If all the things we spent money on yep and so then we wanted to get to the pool because it opened at nine and we wanted to get there as soon as possible so we went and got in the line by yeah, 9 line, line right just, just to get in to the pool so the pool opened at nine we did get into the line by 9 15 and about how long did we end up having to wait in line just to be admitted into the pool I area? I think it was like an hour or something. Yeah, it was an hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. My goodness. So then I had to step out of line and call the front desk and ask for an extended checkout because at this point we're faced with right, we were checking, checking out, out at 11. Yeah, we were checking out that same day. So here we are thinking we can get to the pool before checkout real quick kind of thing for the kids. Because the whole purpose of staying at Caesars Palace was because of the pool. The entire reason we stayed there <laughs> was for the pool. Right. So the guy in guest services was really nice. And he said, you know, I can extend you complimentary until one. If you think you're going to be longer than that, um, then you'll have to pay and you can check out by four. And I said, just do the four o'clock and we'll be out before that. Can If we get out by one, can we get our money back? And he said, absolutely. So we went into the pool area and it was so cold in the pool and it yeah, was so hot outside. That. I don't know how they do but the, the pool was ice cold. But it was so beautiful. Of course, they have. have you ever seen the Caesars Palace pool? It's got these fountains and it looks like uh, Rome, I guess, you know, with the whole uh, pillars and Greece, the what? Rome, Greece. something like that. Right, yeah, right, right. The gods. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it had the um, statue of Caesar in the middle with the fountains, right. which you could not go up on top of that little statue thing because they had it all roped off, like do not enter. But you know, the fountains and the kids got to play in that and splash around. We basically stayed in that one main pool that had that statue in the center and i think that's pretty much awesome because it was all right there and then we ordered some poolside virgin daiquiris for the kiddos and and, and a regular one for me right or i had a uh, pina colada right but we introduced them to a big mistake to virgin daiquiris and then they were just slinging them them down back and forth (laughs) but you know we had some cute pictures of the kids lounging with their drinks and you know just living it up because we really, I mean, we all in America have gone through some intense trauma and changes of lifestyle. And the kids especially were really champs with doing their work for online learning and really managing a very big change. And so this was the first step outside of COVID that we'd been able to make with them. And we just really wanted to do something fun, but not super expensive. And so we wrapped up our time at the pool. We got upstairs. We changed and showered pretty quickly. Yeah, really quickly, actually, because we want to get out of there before we got booked, uh, charged another uh, day's worth of stay for nothing. Right. And so 
you know, we were really grateful. As we've mentioned before, Chris and I are both members of the Caesars Rewards Entertainment Group. And because of that, we get discounts. And so for our stay at Caesars, we had this welcome back package that they're offering for Vegas. And so we got the room comped and we just paid the resort fee. And so we ended up paying $51 for our one night stay at Caesars in Vegas. And that included access to the pool. So, you know, we did pay a decent amount for food because there weren't a lot of available options. But if you were to decide to plan something in Vegas yourself, you could, you know, pack snacks and food for kids and really like bring that cost down. And I know you're probably wondering, how much money did we win in the roulette table? Well, let me tell you, we did not play roulette because it seemed like it was closed. It seems like all the tables were closed. Right. But, you know, it allowed us to really focus on the kids. And so that's what this vacation was really about. It really, really did. So we did basically the entire time, this entire weekend, uh, entire week in Vegas, uh, at both locations, we didn't gamble once. It's the very first time that I've ever gone to Vegas and not gambled. <laughs> a penny, like not even one nothing, one dollar in a slot. And so, Weird. It was so strange. Yeah. So we loaded up from Caesars, and um, when we were on the way into Vegas, Chris was like, "Hey, Christine, do you think that the Shelby American Museum or um, Shelby American store?" is open. And so he looked it up and it wasn't open on the day we were coming in. They're closed on Sunday. Right. But they were open on Monday, which is the day we were leaving. And since we were just driving two and a half hours um, for our next stop to Utah, we decided to stop and we we got to Shelby American, walked in and the lady said a tour just started. And so we got to be part of this guided tour where they talked about the history of Shelby and then at the end, the tail end of the tour, Chris, what did we get to do? We got to go inside behind the scenes into the actual fabrication shop, the big warehouse. It's like a big like factory right. where they're working on all these Shelby vehicles. Like modifications and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, modifications to F-150s, modifications to Mustangs, basically for Mustangs and trucks is really what they were doing. And they have a whole whole team, a whole, I guess you bring your vehicle there and they really trick it out to whatever you want. Right. And it was completely free. We just walked in. The kids got to see these really amazing cars. They got to learn some history. They got to go into the shop. They had these metallic Sharpies. So they all got to sign their name on the wall where all of these different people have signed it that have Shelby's or that go on the tour. And then each of the kids have been saving up some of their allowance for spending money for vacation. And they got to purchase themselves a little goody and so jacob bought like a little car right yeah he bought a little toy car i believe a ford gt he bought and mason got a hat and he also what else did he get he got something else from there i forget what it was that's okay but he was they were excited and i got a few t-shirts myself so i bought some t-shirts for myself bought him a bought him a hat you know and and then from there we loaded the car up and we headed to utah yes we did we were driving two and a half hours The main part of our trip was so that we could go to Zion National Park and take the kids hiking. And the goal was to hike the Narrows at Zion. And so what I had done is because the hotel stays can get very expensive and because of COVID, we wanted to make sure that we kept the family safe with like cleaning procedures and everything. Found a beautiful townhome less than a mile from the entrance to the National Park and rented that for two nights. And You know, we didn't know exactly what to expect. We saw pictures and they looked decent. But when we showed up, we could not have asked for a better, a 
better rental experience, right, this Chris? This place was amazing. There were about six, I'm say six or eight. There town- were six units. Six, yeah. six units all slammed together. Like there were townhouses, so it was like upstairs, downstairs, uh, sharing a common wall with the next unit. Very narrow, but very long. Right. So they had a length, but not very much width to the unit, and it was completely loaded with everything it had a washer and a dryer it had a dishwasher fully stacked with everything all the all the dishes you possibly could need um laundry wi-fi so, wi-fi in the house it had direct tv in the house mm-hmm. it had netflix in the house all on its own tv of course and it had uh, i think prime was on there also amazon prime and it had a back patio and it had a second floor balcony off of the master bedroom that overlooked all of zion canyon which was absolutely spectacular at sunset with a little table set up and everything Mm -hmm. i think the entire section of of row homes was part of the same company because they had this keypad uh keypad lock that you unlock the uh, front door with that's how you get in Mm -hmm. not a key and it was amazing i would totally do it again i loved it and right across the street literally 350 feet away from the front door of the townhome was the little local market and so we walked across the street And we knew we were going to be hiking the next day and that we wanted to pack our lunches with us because we didn't want to leave that by chance and end up going hungry, not knowing what the options were. So after um, we didn't actually have dinner that night because we had a really late lunch. So I walked across the street. I'd already had my grocery bags with me that I'd packed. And so went over to the grocery store. They had a deli counter. And so we were able to get the fresh sliced turkey that Chris loves and provolone. They sold little mustard packets, so I didn't have to buy a big thing. I bought a loaf of bread, and then I got a bunch of little snacks, got um, some extra water bottles, and then I bought food for the next night's dinner so that we could have a pasta feed at home and you know make meatballs. Yeah, they had garlic all, bread. Yeah, they had everything you needed right there. They had an oven. They had it was a full on. It was like a house, really, what it was. It, yeah, it's like living in somebody's house with all of the. Um, utensils and pots and pans. But and it was like brand new. Yeah, I would say the construction on that place was probably maybe a few years ago. Maybe two, maybe yeah. Maybe two years ago. I mean, it's like literally these places are brand. I mean, you can still see the white caulking on the walls, brand new. Like right. You know. And so, um, we got settled in. The kids were so excited, and Mason was very excited to use. He got the pull-out couch downstairs in the living room to himself. And then Jacob and Zeke shared the upstairs bathroom or upstairs bedroom. And so this house, this townhouse was two bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, and it had a queen size sofa sleeper in the living room. And it had all the extra linens and everything. And two queen size beds for each room. And by the way, each room had its own bathroom. Right. And with a shower. So it was like two masters in this house. I, th- I think the house was great. Like I would have lived one of those if it was here. Right. You know, only thing I did not like about the house, it did not have a garage and it did not have like a um, like a big storage area really or even a private, really kind of private backyard. Right. But we had a reserved parking spot. And we were only there for two nights. So it was great. And so um, we got settled in that first night. Um, we got groceries. We just got ourselves situated. And then we started staging everything for the next day, which was our big hiking day. Right, Chris? That is right. So the next morning we get up, we get loaded, we get everything ready to go into the car and we drive into Zion. Which well, ha- well, first of all, we were supposed to take the shuttle. There's two different sets of shuttles. There's an in-town shuttle that takes you to the park entrance. And then there's an in-the-park shuttle. Well, our Airbnb host was so amazing. Matt is his name. He was fantastic. And he told me ahead of time that we were going to need to pre-reserve our in-the-park shuttle tickets because there was um, it wasn't going to be open access. It was going to be restricted. 
So on like June 30th at 8 a.m., I had to get online and I had to buy our shuttle tickets for a dollar each. Otherwise, we would have had to figure out how to get back to the the eight miles deep into the park to the trailhead. That would be impossible, by the way. Right. And it was, you know, by the way, it was like 100 degrees. Um, right. It was out there. So so we walk. Um, we don't up, drive. We drive into. Well, well, first step is we got everybody. We walked to the in-town shuttle stop and then we see the sign that the in-town shuttles aren't working. So we hustle back. We haul it back to the car so that we could get into the park in enough time to be able to get to our shuttle stop. So you have to pick up the shuttles. The only shuttles they had running were actually inside the park. So you have to go through like the holy gates of the park (laughs) to get into the visitor center parking lot, which is a big, massive parking lot. Right. Big visitor center, which is basically like a gift shop, maybe some other things. Right. But to get in there, it's like... That bus is picking up there. That's a bus stop. But to get into the national park, if it's a vehicle, a private vehicle, you pay $35 per vehicle. But as I mentioned on a previous episode, because Jacob just finished fourth grade, we had the America the Beautiful fourth grade pass. So I just showed them the evidence of having that ticket that I'd printed out and we got free access and we can go to any national park through the end of August. That is that. fantastic. Thank you, Jacob, for hooking yeah. us up. <laughs> so we get in, we park, we find a place to park, and then we walk over to the visitor center and that's where the buses are picking us up. We had a special time for the bus, is that right? Right. They let us go about 15 minutes early. So we got there definitely early. Our window was from 10 to 11 to catch the first shuttle. And then you can go around the park as much as you want to. But there was reduced routes. There was reduced stops. And reduced seating in right. the buses. If you remember, they took like half the seats out of the bus, which is right. kind of weird to look at. And Chris and I have been on these shuttles before. So we were like, wow, this is super empty. There's only 15 people on here when normally they pack like 50. <laughs> right. They, yeah, they like every other row, they just took a seat, whole section of seats out. So imagine a regular bus, but taking a seat out, skipping a seat, taking that seat out, taking a seat, skipping it, taking it out. Right. So they did that. So we finally get on the bus. Uh, no air conditioning, by the way, but did have open windows. <laughs> it had open like skylight roof things or right. something up there. And the kids were looking through the windows and through the um, the roof and they we were going through Zion Canyon all the way back to what's called the Temple of Sinawava, which is the last stop. It's the trailhead to go and hike into the Narrows. And, and the, they were just looking at these huge red rock canyons, just amazed with how huge it is. Yeah, mountains everywhere. And to put, in, uh, put an idea of what we're talking about, the way the trail works is that stop one would be like the visitor center where we're parked right. at. And then it just goes in a single line up to the canyon to the very top to where, we, where our last stop was at. And it goes back down to the very end. Right, a big loop. Mm-hmm. Well, not a loop. It just goes yeah. up and then back. Mm-hmm. You know, so so our we're stop one and the stop we were looking for, what, stop nine? Right. <laughs> or whatever. So, so but we had a- four other stops were actually um, closed. And we don't know. Some of it was because of previous rock slides. And some of it was because they like for Angel's Landing, which is one of the most popular hikes, they can't restrict the number of people and the trails are so narrow that they can't ensure social distancing. And so they just closed it down. Oh, man. And so uh, COVID, COVID it's your fault. <laughs> but we were so grateful. We packed lots of water. I had a first aid kit. Um, I found this cute little sack that I was able to purchase at the market that I could pack all of our lunches in just, you know, sandwiches, one big thing of chips and some little snacks and um, some electrolyte packets because we knew it was going to be hot and we didn't want anybody getting dehydrated. Yeah, it got up to 100 degrees, I think, or somewhere right. 110. I don't know, something like that. It's hot, you know. But we but we started out at 945. We finally got to the trailhead at like 1015. 
And it was pretty sparse at first. There wasn't a ton of people. No, it also wasn't a ton of heat either. I remember it was right. warm, but it didn't feel like 100 degree warm. Right. Because it wasn't quite noon yet, the sun hadn't peaked over the top of the canyon. Because if you think about it, when the sun, it comes over in that noon, that 12 o'clock sun goes directly on top of a canyon, then it's just direct heat with no shade. Right. But by starting out early, it was kind of behind one of the canyon walls a little bit. And so we could hike through and it wasn't as intense yet that's right so we finally get to the trail and we start hiking we start doing our thing we start chugging along and we start taking pictures and video and we finally with the trail finally comes to because the trail really it's more like a sidewalk really than it is a serious trail it's pretty it's pretty paved it's pretty easy to walk well it it wasn't paved it was still dirt it was just like packed dirt but yeah it did have like guides along the way like little guide posts and it's it's not intense. Um, it's a mile in, but then the trail ends at the one mile mark and it ends at the river. So you get to the river. That's where you get wet and you decide to hike into the water. Now, the water isn't very deep. It's maybe like an ankle. It goes depth. anywhere from ankle to knee high. And the part where Chris stopped was where it went to chest high. Right. And I'm like, I'm not getting my phone wet for this. <laughs> my keys or anything else but this had been on my vision board for over two years where i really desired to go hike the narrows at zion it's just so beautiful and i'd seen pictures of it and i don't know if you've ever had one of those things where you just wanted to do it and i really wanted to experience it with chris and when we went to zion the first time it was um too close to uh springtime because we did go in like April and the spring waters were too high and the narrows were too swift that it was flash flood warning. Right. Because you are physically walking in the river. You're, you are walking through the river and we had all of us, including the little kids, with their walking sticks and their water walking shoes and they all jumped into the water and we started hiking up the narrows. Right. So shout out to Big Five. Not that they're a sponsor. This isn't an ad. This is just our personal experience that... They had some great summer sales and we were able to score these hiking water shoes that are closed toed because that's important when you're hiking over rocks. And they had their um, extendable walking sticks on sale. So each of us had a walking stick so that we could help make our way through the water. And I tried to think of like everything we could need to keep the kids safe so that we would have a great experience. And it was just such an amazing adventure to walk through. I mean, you're walking through a river and it doesn't seem like it might be that big of a deal. But what we got to watch was our kids really pushing themselves further, overcoming obstacles, and then little Mason like pushing up against the current and being so determined to do everything that the big boys were doing and by himself. That's right. That's right. He was doing that. He was doing a fantastic job. Both of the little kids fell into the water at least once, I believe. Right. Um, they and Zeke did too. Oh, Zeke fell over. I didn't yeah. catch that. But I know Mason, he was playing around. He almost caught himself from falling a few times, but <laughs> then he eventually did fall over because it does get kind of wobbly because you're walking across these rocks. Because entire yeah. yeah the, the entire floor of the river, it's just rocks. So if you ever walk across a bunch of rocks of all shapes and sizes, you know that they're like not smooth surfaces. <laughs> You're constantly, your feet sliding from one end to the and other. And some of them had moss on them, so they were slippery. And of course, it's all underwater, so it really is slippery. And then, and they got these shoes on, so you're trying to navigate that. Plus, it's the current is pushing you uh, against you. You're trying to go against the current. It's pushing you. You're trying to walk with this walking stick. Push, mm-hmm. it, push it in the ground. Hold on to it. Make sure it doesn't fall over. You don't fall over. And walk 
um, through the river right. to to the canyon, and it was getting starting to get kind of crowded as we were there. But it was also I noticed it was much cooler there than it was say other parts of the park. Right, and so we made it about six tenths of a mile into the river. And we stopped at this beautiful little waterfall that the boys found around the, one of the last curves that we went through. We could have gone on forever. That river hiking trail goes 16 miles deep. It does? Yeah, it goes do, to the other people, end. Do people actually walk all that? Or yeah, what? and people will do the opposite. They'll go through the back countryside on the north side and hike all the way down and end it at the shuttles. Through the river the whole time? Yeah, they'll do that. Wow. Yeah, with their like hiking sacks and things like that. And sometimes like camp off to the side. You always have to make sure there's no warning of flash floods because that place can flood. It's a canyon and there's no there's right. really no side. So the water level was pretty low and there was some dry patches where we could walk on the side a little bit. Right, right. But for the most part, imagine these gigantic red canyons on either side and you're literally walking through a river. Right. Like kind of like the Colorado, like the Grand Canyon. Right. That's why they call it the Narrows because there is no trail. You're walking through these narrow parts of the river and it gets narrower as you go through, and they call those slot canyons. Is that where it's like one person at a time go through kind of a thing? Um, you could probably go like two or three wide, but it does get a lot narrower. And so the water level gets higher because there's less oh. area. And so, you know, the further you go, that can be more difficult. But we turned around and came back. And I think that we finished hiking around two. We were actually, I was thinking about doing another hike, but these kids and everybody was so exhausted. By then, it was getting like about one o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was probably like 100, 110 degrees. And we'd already hiked five miles. And so everybody was like, we are done. We are beat. Let's just <laughs> go back to the, the to the townhouse, get back to the car, go back home, and let's just take a nap because <laughs> right. we we're so tired. And so we did. We all went back and um, I kind of kept track of the kiddos while they were goofing around, whatever. And then we did a spaghetti feed that night. So spaghetti and meatballs and garlic bread and asparagus and carrots. And then we had ice cream bars for dessert. And then Chris and I ended our last night in Zion. We put the kids to bed. We grabbed a couple of Utah microbrew beers from that small grocery store. And in we, a can. <laughs> right. And we sat out on our second floor patio and just watch the constellations and these beautiful stars. And I even got to see three shooting stars. And we just kind of caught up and talked about just life and our journey. And it was just such a sweet time. I think that that, I mean, the whole vacation was wonderful. I loved that, like sitting under the stars with you and like sharing an adult beverage and just knowing that our kids had had this great experience and Jacob was begging to go back again. He's was like, he? I didn't hear that. He oh, really? yeah. He, when he and I, because he hiked with me in the water. And he's like, so can we, this is so cool. Can we come back here? Like maybe when Mason's in fourth grade and we can get in for free. Really? <laughs> yeah. No way. It was so cute. I That's loved it. That's awesome. I love that. I love hearing that. I love hearing that the kids had a good time on the trip that we were on. Right. It means the world to me because if they were like, oh, it's okay. It was kind of dumb. Whatever. That would break my heart. That would break my heart. <laughs> You know? So then the next day we packed up, we had to be out of the townhouse by townhouse by 10. Um, but one of the things that I remembered when we drove into town is that the boys saw these gem stores. Like a rock store. Right. But like they call has- themselves the gem boys because Jacob, Ezekiel, Mason, the gem boys, and that's the name of their podcast. And um, growing up when my parents would go on trips or they'd take us on trips, we'd always be able to stop and get like a little souvenir. And we wanted the boys to be able to take something back for their mom. 
and for Zeke to be able to take something back for his dad and his grandmas. And so we stopped and we let them look through this gem store, this gemstone store. And it was so cool, right, Chris? Yeah, it had everything you can possibly think of for sale, like gem-related stuff. Like, I don't know nothing about rocks. I'm not a rock person. What do they call it? Gemologist. Gemologist, I guess. I am not that kind of person. So I don't know nothing about that stuff, but it all looked pretty neat to me. They had little uh, figures cut different ways, different things, and different rocks, and different this and that. And the kids like going through there and doing things. But the funny thing is that all the gems of all the stuff you can look at, the one thing that Mason wanted to buy in the entire (laughs) store... Is a a wood-carved slingshot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a slingshot. And he's like, I have my own money. And we're like, no, you're not getting a slingshot. But I'm not going to shoot people. And we're like, well, we can't guarantee that. Well, I'm only going to shoot things. Like, like, the, wind- what, like the windows. Like animals. Like what? No, no, no. I'll just pretend shoot. So Pretend nope. shoot. So they each got something little. Mason got these two little magnets that he's been ex- obsessed with. They were rock mad- magnets. Right. M- they were rock black. magnets. Yeah. Like obsidian looking kind of stuff. And then Jacob got an arrowhead. And then they bought their mom a beautiful Druzy quartz necklace that she loved. And Ezekiel got these two hunks of gemstone. One is red and one is clear. And and he's convinced that it's a gigantic ruby and a gigantic diamond. There, Well, there you go. For yep. him, it is. Yep. For him, it is. Just don't try to trade it in on the, on the market. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, so then we uh, decided to drive into Vegas where we were stopping again overnight. And I was so excited because my best friend was driving down who I hadn't seen in 16 months with her four kids who had never met our kids and she'd never met Chris. And we were all going to be staying in two rooms side by side at the Mandalay Bay Resort. Actually, not a correction, not at the Mandalay Bay. It was at the resort. But the Mandalay Bay's side side hotel called... The the Delano is an all suite. Mm -hmm. The Delano. It's like their special VIP hotel attached (laughs) to the hotel. But again... I signed up for the M Life Rewards, which is MGM's rewards program, and they also were having their Welcome Back Vegas package. And I was able to score two queen suites. So there's two queen beds plus a living room and all of that kind of stuff. And it was like 60 bucks a night and plus tax. And my best friend Kira and her family drove down uh, the six and a half hours. Her husband wasn't able to join us, but they arrived and um, Chris was so gracious and took all of us out on that very first night because they got there late. We couldn't go to the pool or we did go to the pool for a little bit, right? Yeah, like we, an hour. we caught the pool before they closed. And this was not like Caesars where they actually like locked it down and said only like you had to wait an hour to get in. Theirs was pretty much walk right in. I think we were, but we were, as you're walking in, it was like 530 yeah. Or something like that. And they said, by the way, they're closing at six. Instead of eight. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Closing at six? So we get there and we're like, well, let's do a couple things, jump in the pool, get wet, whatever. And then um and then we were there and then we went into the lazy river section and I believe they let us in, which I was kind of worried they were gonna let us in. And we got in there and they said they're gonna like close down certain attractions of the pool at certain times. Right. So the lazy river was like when the last things that closed down. And we were like literally, and I mean literally, the last people to leave. <laughs> the pool because everybody else left and we were the last ones there leaving they closed everything down and we're just loading up and getting out of there yeah because we were trying to figure out what do we do for dinner do we all pack up and leave which packing up seven kids total between the two families and trying to find a place to go and eat seemed like 
an overwhelming feat. And so as we were walking back to go change, I remembered that there was a House of Blues restaurant there and it was actually open. They had a kid's menu. It looked great. And they let us um, put our name on the list. But the thing is, in Nevada, like in California, there's rules about groups eating together. You couldn't have more than six people at a table. And so we had to split up the party. And so we went and got dressed, got everybody ready, and we made the bold decision to let the four older boys, which they are 15, 11, 10, and 8, have their own table at the restaurant oh, in Vegas. No. But they, <laughs> they were running the show over there ordering pitchers of drinks. I mean, not beer, but like soda. Soda. <laughs> Like soda and whatever they wanted. They ordered whatever they wanted, you know, and they all, um, I guess they took care of themselves and themselves. We, they were kind of just adjacent from us, like a, just another level above us where right. our table was sitting. They were just behind us up a little flight of stairs, like just up a little railing above us. So we could keep an eye on them for the most part. Really. Right. But it gave us an opportunity to visit with Kira and we had the three little ones with us and they were great. And then the next morning, we woke up early and the boys uh, were ready to go. Our three boys were ready to go to the pool. And then we took Kira's oldest, uh, his name is Caden, down to the pool with us. And then Kira and the little ones joined us shortly after. We got late checkout again. So the kids were able to play for several hours. And of course, we had to round out vacation with ordering another round of virgin daiquiris and virgin throw pina those things coladas. Back. Just throw them on back, kids. All the kids were throwing those things back. And we had that. We did that. We played in the Lazy River. They played in the big, giant wave machine pool they have there at Manly Bay. It's a big, giant, like, wave machine. It looks like a beach. The whole, right. the whole resort is supposed to be like this Caribbean beach, like, vibe or right. something. So it makes you feel like you're on the beach when you're there. And actually, the, the pool chairs, the lounge chairs, the deck chairs are in sand, like beach sand. Right. They don't have a normal like beach deck, a regular pool deck. It's all beach sand. So they call it the beach really. Right. They call it the Mandalay Bay Beach. And so we got done. We got late checkout. And we when we got to our room, we had 40 minutes to pack, I think, shower. Are you sure it was 40? I think it was like 20. No, it was 40 because we got in there at 1120. I checked. And then you took a quick shower while I was getting the kids packed. And then I ran in and took a quick shower. Then we had to rush, rush, rush. And uh, had to get the bellhop up to help us unload uh, both sets of stuff from both bedrooms or from both suites and get out of there. Um, and then we decided to go to the big In-N-Out Burger and have lunch all together. Right. And luckily for us, we found seats inside that right. place because they were doing the same thing too. Every other seat was closed off. You can sit here, you can sit there. So we got in. It was great. And inside the parking lot, my little special treat, treat for me and the kids was there was parked a uh, Lamborghini. A brand new Lamborghini was in there parked and the guy revved it yeah. to kind of give the kids <laughs> a little taste of what it's like. You know, check this car out, yeah. you know, a $300,000 car or whatever it is. Right. But um, so. So after we did lunch there, we went in back in the cars and we went our separate ways, right? No, we went to the New York, New York. Oh, that's right. I totally forget. That's why I need to write this stuff down. <laughs> we drove we, over to the New York, New York hotel. We had been promising the kids since we started the vacation that the very last day that we would take them to the um, roller coaster at the New York, New York. And so like that dinner the night before, we told them it's an earned privilege to have your own big boy table, but... The privilege you'll lose if you choose not to abide by the rules is being able to go on the coaster tomorrow. And so they were like trying to be on their best behavior. And then we got to the New York, New York, and I went up to purchase the tickets. And they said that the height restriction is now 54 inches. I think it's always been 54 inches. I didn't. I thought it was 48 before. Well, I know that poor little Mason, 
He wanted to go on the ride so bad, and he was not tall enough to ride. He missed it by a good, like, five inches, I think. Right, but then Sophia, Kira's oldest daughter, missed it by a quarter of an inch. Right, she couldn't go on it either. So those those kids, so the big boys got to go in line, and I waited in line with them to go and ride the ride. I didn't ride the ride, but I waited in line with them, make sure not, you know, keep in check, you know what I'm saying? And so then I took the other kids, and I was like, I'm not going to let this be a downer for them. We're going to play. There's a huge arcade there, and it's like the Big Apple Arcade, I think is what they call it. And so I went over and got, um, it was pretty reasonable, some uh, credits on their little game cards and let those kids, um, all the little kids, get some games in. And so then the big boys, when they got done with their two rides on the coaster, they came and they were like, where's our tickets? And I said, nope, <laughs> this, is, this is Mason and Sophia and Scarlett and Cody's fun time. You guys got the roller coaster. Twice, they, by the way. Right. They got the games. And so um, after that, when the kids wrapped it up, um, then it was really time to part ways because Chris was brilliant because now well thank you for <laughs> one more time please Chris more time. is brilliant thank you because in california while we were gone all barbershops and salons and all types of things closed down and chris was counting on getting a haircut back in california so he found what'd you find well i googled supercuts near me and there's about 10 that popped up so so basically i called one nobody answered so i called another one that was close by and I asked them hey do you guys take an appointment? Can we get an appointment for three of us at like three o'clock? And I said, yeah, we can, we can set that up. So sure enough, um, we make sure we hightailed out of there to make our three o'clock appointment at the Supercuts uh, somewhere. I forget where it was, but right. It was, it was off by. the strip. No, and, definitely off, way off the strip, really. It was and, like way off the strip. And so then I dropped Chris and the boys off and I said, okay, I promised Zeke that he could get his dad a souvenir because he still hadn't found anything. So I'm going to take him. So... I, Text me a couple minutes before you're done and I'll come back and get you. And so I drive off with Zeke and we're looking all around this off strip area for souvenir shops. There is nothing, literally nothing, not well, even just we were, all, we were on like the wrong side of the tracks. That's why we we're like on the not so Vegas part of Vegas. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we to in. find a souvenir shop, I had to drive all the way back to the strip. And then there's like no parking right there. So I ended up saying to Zeke, OK, I'm going to drop you right here. Do you have your location services on? Is your phone on? I'm going to circle around and I'll be back in 10 minutes. So I drop Zeke off. He um, goes inside of the store. And then I'm trying to make the loop to get back to him. And there's no U-turns allowed. There's only right turns allowed. And now I'm like, how am I going to get to him? So I finally, I was like, okay, I know where the Planet Hollywood is. And I think he was close to that. So I'm going to get back there. And then it made me get to a spot that was one block north of where he was. So then I had to figure out how to go back around. Oh, no. And as I'm trying to navigate this, Chris calls and he's like, okay, we're done. We're ready to be picked up. Are you on your way? And right. I'm like, well, the, ah! And the salon, they, they, they said you could not sit. And they, they had this rule that you could not stand or sit inside their store. Like no, they had a bench there. We said, do not sit on it, please. I asked her, could the kids sit down? And they said, yeah. And they, and they said, no, they cannot sit down because if case the, um, whoever's, in tr whoever's in charge of... Uh, like the health department. Yeah, health department or whatever. They come by and they see that there's somebody waiting in the place they're not supposed to be waiting. They could get fined or whatever. Right. So, so that's why I was like, okay, we'll leave. And then I'm like, Christine, where are you? Because we can't wait it anywhere. And but it's 113 outside. Right. And we're, we're baking here. So I went back into the store and I asked the lady, can we please just stand in the corner? Uh, not We won't sit down just until a ride shows up because it's 100 and whatever it is outside. And she was nice enough to let us stay inside there. Right. But, and so uh, I finally got Zeke and I was like, babe, 
be by the curb. I'm going to put my blinker on. You hop in and then we got to take off. And so then I was like super stressed, but I ended up getting Chris and the boys and ended up getting Zeke, his little souvenir for his dad. And then um, we loaded up. We went and we got gas. We got some food for the ride home, I think. And then we just... Or maybe we didn't even no, get No, we food. stopped at Victorville, remember, for the oh. outdoor restaurant. Oh. <laughs> so we, we were driving. And we were driving for several hours because it's about a four and a half, five hour trip home. And we're looking for food. And again, since we had been gone, all California restaurants had closed. Well, they closed their inside, inside dining. Inside dining. So a lot of restaurants have gotten, uh, they've gotten figured this out. Since they don't have a patio, they took like half the parking lot and made it like a makeshift dining room with um, a canopy set up with weights that don't blow over and tables out there and a full on like dining room in the parking lot. Right. Under a canopy, except there was high winds. Right, right, right. Yeah. But we did. We had a great dinner. And then I was supposed to log into my class that night. And I'm trying to log in. And of course, the technology doesn't work. And it was just like chaos. And then I was like, you know what? My professor had already said I could just watch the recording. I'm just going to choose to be here with the family. And well, then, thank you for doing that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I so have, we had dinner at yeah. this. Uh, what, what place? Carino's. Carino's. Italian. There mm-hmm. you go. We all had pizza for the most part, and and, and Christi- uh, you calzone had, and spaghetti. Yeah. yeah, basic stuff or whatever. So we had that. Ate that. Got back in the car. I drove the rest of the way, and we got us home as quick as we could. And we got in kind of late still. And then uh, the yeah, kids, like ten fifteen, ten thirty. Yeah. And then the kids were cranky, of course, because they're all passed out. You know, get waking them up, get them unloaded, get everything unloaded, and then get them into bed. And then all that stuff and then wake up and then ta-da. And then it was Friday. And so we spent yesterday just getting caught up on loads of laundry, which we didn't have as much as we could have had because we washed stuff when we were in Utah. But, you know, it did take a good three or four loads to get caught up. And, you know, all that to say, like, this is, I told Chris before we went and before we even planned this, that I grew up going on family road trips and I was never able to take Zeke. And it was really important to me that he have that same kind of experience, um, something that in my previous relationship, my previous partner was not okay with us doing. That's where they was not okay with doing that. Right. He wanted to do like the regular, like go stay at hotels and be pampered kind of vacations. Well, our hotel, our trip this, this week was kind of like that. Right. But, you know, we normally would like, not drive as far or whatever. But I grew up where we would go on two-week family road trips. And those are some of the best memories. And so, you know, even though we had all of these little bumps in the road and it was like sometimes super stressful, I will say that I will remember this forever because we got to do something that I had always hoped I'd be able to do with my family. And it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for you. Oh, really? For me? Yeah. Gee, wow. Thank you so much. I mean, it's a group effort, right? And no, I know totally it totally is. I and know. I know it wasn't, it was not restful. It was a go, go, go kind of trip. But I know that for our boys, these types of memories are the things that are helping us to really build our bond as a family unit. That's right. And if you want to see some clips or highlights uh, video of this fantastic trip we went on, I just posted the YouTube video of the trip. And it is on our website, which is www.chrisandchristineshow.com. And um, that is Chris and Christine Show with a K, of course, uh, dot com. 
and you can see the video from the trip is on uh, the website. Yeah, and it's a, a good length of a video, and you'll enjoy like it. Like this episode is a good length of a podcast. Right, but you'll get to see the things that we talked about, the highlights of like seeing Mason overcome these currents and really working hard to accomplish his goals within this little river and all of the different parts of the adventure that we got to go on. And so we wanted to share this with you as an encouragement because we know that, as I mentioned, you know, with COVID and everything, we've been in a really difficult season. And I feel like this is the beginning of our COVID comeback tour. Amen, sister. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening and sticking with us. We really appreciate you. And, and this bonus episode was fantastic. It was fantastic.